Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Penguins 24-7 live from San Jose, California. He's Danny Shirey. I'm Dan Kovacevic. We're from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Penguins 3, Sharks 1. And uh, if you've got something to say about that and you want to prove that we can take live contact and get live feedback from people at, what is it, back home, 1.30 in the morning on a weekday? This is your big chance, okay? This is it. All you got to do on YouTube is uh, just leave a comment in the live chat thing down the right side. And on Facebook, it's just in the comments. Uh, Anything at all you got, we're all ears. Danny, this wasn't perfect. Not by any means was that game perfect. No. And, and Mike Sullivan just now downstairs in the locker room kind of made that clear. Uh, first of all, what did you like about it? Uh, I mean, the outcome is the outcome. The, the outcome is great. Uh, the two things that really stood out to me was Sidney Crosby really taking control of every single inch of ice when he was out there. Um, it, and it started pretty much right from the drop of the puck. Drop of the puck. Um, yeah, and and on top of that, uh, the the ridiculous assist he made on Jake Gensel's first long. of the night, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. If you remember, and I'm, I might be traumatizing some of you here, but if you remember the Sean Bergenheim Dominic Moore play, oh, he just dropped a Dominic Moore on your head yeah. like it was nothing. <laughs> if if you know, you know. Anyway, it was, it was very similar. Um, and I, what I, what else I liked was that Casey DeSmith, who many people, including myself. We weren't expecting him to start tonight. He ends up getting the nod and is probably, I don't think it's a stretch to say that he's the biggest reason they won that game. Well, if you look at the high danger chances that San Jose was able to generate with their top two lines, their only lines, uh, but they're only lines with like really good players. Okay, this is the Sharks team is weird. They're not the Ducks. Anybody who thought this was going to be some kind of romper, or Sharks have actually played pretty well. Uh, the, the Sharks have like yeah. fully embraced just going all out on offense and like because they, why not? Yeah, I mean they they yeah. they leverage Eric Carlson, Timo Meyer, Thomas Hurdle, even Logan Couture. He's not what he once was, but the, these guys know we're top heavy. We're going to go out and try and create chances and score goals and whatever happens on the back end, so be it. But Jake was uh, uh, Jake was strong, I thought, on the puck. Ricard Raquel, a really nice goal. Uh, more so the tip before the rebound shot and everything else. Uh, I'll have a little bit more on that uh, in the column that I'll be writing tonight for DK Pittsburgh Sports, a conversation I had with Raquel. But to DeSmith, this is a little bit different because Casey, I have this thing. I was just talking to him about this downstairs. I have this thing with him where I see if in the first, I don't know, five, six minutes of one of his games, if he's 
quick down low. If he's got that rock'em sock'em robot reaction with his leg pads, he's going to be okay in that game. And there was a play where who's ninety-four for San Jose? You're asking me questions. And, I don't know the answer. All to. right, some somebody who's watching has to look up and find out uh, who ninety-four was for San Jose, and we'll put it on the screen. But ninety-four has a chance in front, and he kind of curls off. He shows some good patience. Goes off to his right, and he takes a backhander, and he, he doesn't get it on net. But Casey's movements was so, so good on that. And I, sa I said to him, just, I said, do you remember? He goes, oh, yeah, I absolutely remember that play. The guy, the guy missed. He goes, but I felt like I was on it. Yes. Yeah, and that's it. And there, there were a, a few other times, too. It, it, it just seemed like he really was anticipating the play well and, and reading the play well. And I even asked him about it afterward. I was like, did you, did you feel like you kind of – knew what was coming from the Sharks a little mm -hmm. bit. And he was like, oh, yeah, like I, he, he kind of downplayed it a little bit. But he, he went on to say, you know, I, I thought my stick work was really good tonight, which is a, a great sign that you are reading the play well because you're able to intercept passes and get your stick in those lanes and help out your defensemen as well. Yeah, no question about that here. Doug asks, what's up with Ryan Paling? You so, asked that question of Sullivan. Yeah, Ryan Paling was a late lineup scratch. He was, he was in the um, – the official lineup and then drew o'connor ended up subbing in for him at like the last minute um after the game sullivan said that paling is still dealing with that nagging upper body injury that's left him out it, it was better it was better but alexander barabanov just popped up on the screen that is who it was yeah um, but yeah paling missed the game he's still dealing with the same nagging upper body injury that's kind of had him in and out of the lineup over the past couple months um, it sounds like this is something that's maybe going to persist through the season and might not be rectified until he's got plenty of time to heal over the offseason. Um, but that was why he was out of the lineup tonight. And the, the other uh, – we're also getting questions about Zucker. Is, is Zucker back to sitting on a stool? Someone pointed out in the live thread. So, you know what? Don't worry about Zucker. Um, I, I don't know how else to put that. He's playing. He's taking shifts. I thought he, he, he had his wheels yeah, in he, this one, I, I thought he's he he's been a little bit quiet over this last little stretch. Yeah, but I, I thought he was pretty noticeable tonight. I, I I don't know that it translated into a ton of great results, but I I thought he was a little more engaged um, than than we maybe saw these past two. Games. Yeah, here's the way to think of this: whether it's Zucker or whether it's Paling that we were just mentioning here, these guys, the, the number of them who are hurt right now out of their 18 skaters is 18. Yeah. Okay, understand that, please. This sport does not lend itself to, hey, I feel awesome. I'm 100%. Even after the bye week, after the All-Star break, you play enough games that it's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's going to knock you down. And we saw some of these guys. We're in a kind of a strange vantage point downstairs. I saw some of them getting ready and everything. You get a lot of close-up shots. They, they hurt. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably the best way to put that, uh, Dante and Kyler asking, just glad we kept the lead. We didn't have to deal with just seemingly running out of gas like we've seen in the past. Man, it sure helps when you're getting those saves that uh, you, you need. You are, although, you know, Timo Meyer scores a pretty big, uh, big lead, too, coast-to-coast -coast goal, yeah. uh, using that all that power that he comes with and just – how to put this? He just kind of shoved the puck through to Smith coming down the After left side. After bodying his way all the way down the ice. Yeah. Oh, no. He, this was impressive. This is the kind of thing. I mean, he, he's Mr. Trade Talk right now, okay? And for him to be able to do that, I'm sure, is only going to up the value, okay, since everybody's watching this. But, 
you know, they kept the lead, I thought, by kind of staying in the middle. And I know what Sullivan actually wants them to do. This is kind of what he was getting at when he was talking about wanting to see them defend better. Do it at the other end. You know I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, even if you go back to Meyer's goal, and it, it, it's hard to blame them because it, it was the Crosby line that was out there. They had, they had just had a, a really good shift where they were cycling around in the ozone. They took the shots in tight mm -hmm. when they had them, but they weren't forcing anything, and they were kind of just running the clock out while they were down there. Um, but on Meyer's goal, the three of the, the three forwards on that line, they actually got caught below the puck on a change of possession, and that's how Meyer was able to go down and score. Mm -hmm. Chris says, hard to complain about a win as it seemed like the Penguins were outskated. Were they? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, I'd say they were outskated. See, I thought they were outskated by San Jose's top line and the top two lines on occasion. But I, I thought the reverse also was true. You know, I, I saw I saw plenty of the Penguins' top two lines in the San Jose, and I don't know, it was kind of 50-50. Again, look at the people San Jose has. Like this was not like you know walking in on some you know really crappy team or something. There, there were good players here, and they were going to have an impact. Uh, Chris says so. No, Timo Meyer to the Pens, eh? No, Chris, that's not happening. That's no, not happening at all. I'm not even going to entertain that one. Uh, you are so loved, says such a fan of y'all's work. Now, see how that person got their name? What do you reckon are the best and worst parts of your jobs? Oh, this is the night to ask. Take it away. This is the night. Well, what, what day on the road is this for us? Is this uh, seven days on the road now? Here no, 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 no. Just this one. Okay, just oh, when we oh, go, okay. okay. Okay, so uh, the press box situation here is... Such as it is. ...is less than ideal. And I, I am not ignorant to the fact that I get paid to watch hockey for a living and write about it. Um, but tonight's situation was crappy. Their, their press box is a really short area up on the catwalk. And How did he get to the catwalk last? He puts you on a catwalk. It feels like you're walking you're on up on a catwalk above but... the ice. Like you're, 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 every, next step is going to die. And this is a city where it's known for earthquakes. And you're like, what are we doing here? The best part for us is that we go to look. Every, every press box has a seating chart so that you know where you're going. We go in there and we're like, we're not really on the they've, – they've got it sectioned off, right, because mm -hmm. this is such a convoluted – Our section happened to be on the other side. And... So, so we had to walk across uh... the press box, which was right over top of the ice – to get to our crappy, cruddy little spot where you couldn't see the far corner, you the, couldn't see the close corner in front of you. The best part of this job 
is dealing with you at 2 in the morning Eastern time. We appreciate you <laughs> staying up with us. John Powell says the power play it continues to be incredibly frustrating. I'll take it. I'll take He's it. He's got this one, I'll too, because I had to hear this from him the whole game. <laughs> the power play is fine for the most part once they get set up in the zone. I know they can get a little pass happy here and there, but that's that's just the nature of, of the high-end talent that they have with Crosby, Malk, and Latang. Those guys are going to get their goals, right? The problem is actually getting into the zone. The Penguins continue to u- utilize a, uh, a drop pass. The Phil Kessel play. Yes, they can, They continue to use the Phil Kessel play to enter and cross the offensive blue line when they're on the power play. The problem is that not only teams have started to sit on that, but when the initial puck carrier who's coming out of the defensive zone is not actually a threat to cut through the middle of the ice or take the offensive blue line themselves, the drop pass does not work because guess what? You can lollygag your way up to your own blue line and even center ice, and they're just sitting on it waiting for them to drop the puck off. The Penguins need to, if they want to continue to employ that, they have to be more assertive with the initial puck carrier taking the puck up ice. Mike says, Islanders, Devils, Islanders in a four-day period. Um, and for the 10th time this season, I say, let's see what this team is made of. You know, you can keep doing that probably right through the first week of April. Yep. Um, I will say this, in, in, in talking to guys in that locker room, a lot of what they felt was an urgency to leave here with a good feeling, not just because it's a long, ugly flight. If you don't, you know, if you don't win or you lose to the sharks again, okay. Like they did just two weeks ago back in Pittsburgh, which by the way, was a thing with these guys. I found out after the game, they were actually motivated by that, which okay. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Sid brought up with me, the divisional games. He just goes, that's, that's what this is about. We needed, we needed this, but we needed it in part to set ourselves for these divisional games. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like we kind of repeat ourselves on, on this specific topic, but there, the foundation needs to be in place here as, as we're ramping up, like, like Crosby was talking about with these divisional games coming up. But this is the time where you're really honing your game and honing your craft to, to have your game ready for when the postseason rolls around. I, I know the Penguins slept walk through the sep, sec, most of the second half of last season and, and kind of at times didn't really look like they had it. And then all of a sudden they flipped the switch. They really flipped the switch. But the problem is, is that do you really, really, really with the league's oldest team? And I'm not saying that that is a problem, but with the league's oldest team, do you really want to rely on sleepwalking again through the latter stages of the season and hoping that you can flip a switch? I don't. Daniel says, the odd man rushes they gave up. If they were facing a better team, ugh. Of course, the Pens had opportunities on odd man rushes as well. Have to play better in these upcoming divisional games. David, don't make me start yelling. That team, this San Jose team, the one that plays in this building, has real live, honest-to-God impact offensive talent. Okay, This was not like facing – give me a good example of a team that just had no offense that they faced recently. Uh, they played the Coyotes a month ago. Okay, that. <laughs> when you're facing teams that just don't don't or can't score, like a Minnesota or whoever, you can just look. You can say, hey, listen, but when you're giving the puck to – you want names? Okay, when you're talking about Logan Couture, when you're talking about Eric Carlson being the fifth leading scorer in the NHL as a defenseman, uh, he's not getting all those points by himself from the back end. Okay, Timo Meyer's the most sought-after player on the on the trade market right now. 
Um, who else is slipping my mind yeah, right mean, now? I, I mean, I, there's, there's, they I, have a lot of guys up front. Tomas Hurdle is Tomas Hurdle. I've never been Hurdle. Disqualify me from the rest of the show. Yeah, he, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, as well. I, I know mean, these guys can. When we saw, was it, uh, it was Meyer and Hurdle on the two on one, on Meyer's goal, and I'm, I'm saying to you right away, oh, because one of those two is going to put it in. I mean, these aren't these are not bad players. Don't just look at the standings and form some impression here. Uh, I'm not trying to justify it. Ideally, they would still be better defensively, oh, yeah, but no to, to suggest the... that the Sharks don't have offense is nuts. Right. Right. Uh, let's see what else. We're going to take a couple more here today. Here, Chris says, "What Bay Area food are you each getting before you leave?" I still got some left on my In-N-Out Burger card, so probably that. We just don't have any time. Everyone thinks we have yeah, like every, time on these road trips. I've been getting questions all week. Yeah, like, what, what you have you been doing? doing? I'm like, fun, I'm working, man. <laughs> you see the content that we're putting out here? Okay, last one today goes to, to Doug McKinney, who says, uh, says, DK, how'd you like O'Connor tonight? Okay, this one's mine. See how this works? O'Connor gets the puck in the neutral zone. And I turn to Danny and I say, human four check. And what ends up happening? Human forecheck. He gets deep into the zone, and somehow, even when the puck kind of skips away from him, I continue saying to Danny, watch, it's going to come back. And it does. It's like he's pulling the thing on a yo-yo string. Well, there, there was one specific instance where that happened, and Aaron Dell was playing Aaron Dell was playing the puck behind his own net. A lot of the times you'll see four checkers kind of just leave the goalie alone when he's playing the puck like that, especially when you're up in a game. O'Connor went right after him, and the puck literally trickled like right, right out front. front. If, 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 if somebody there was, was there, yeah, if there was someone there, he would have had the he would have had one of the closest. Play the kid. If that's what you want to hear from me, yes, play the kid. You want the list of other people I'd scratch in front of him? It, it would fill this screen. Appreciate everybody. Uh, participating in this, you people are nuts. Go to bed. What is go to, wrong? Go to bed. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, we're gonna go find a, I don't know, one of the hotel. Bye. <laughs>